art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? Even though there's no new releases, this movie is a new-ish. New V-release? Yeah. <laughs> new-ish? Because uh, yeah. we, we are here to talk about the Snyder Cut, uh, yes. commercially known as Zack Snyder's Justice League. But since we've done Snyder Cut episodes, and since we did an episode talking about the theatrical cut of Justice League, the Snyder Cut seems like the better way to approach it. Yes. It's probably also just how it's widely known. No one is referring to it as Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. They're referring it to the Snyder Cut. Yes. And from SEO uh, from SEO things, the Snyder Cut is still doing so much better. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would assume so. <laughs> it's a long hashtag otherwise, yeah. so. So uh, we'll start with you because, like, I've written and talked and blah, blah, blah about this at great length for my day job. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the Snyder Cut? Um, I liked it a lot more. Um, it, um, it's funny cause it didn't, it didn't feel long until like three fifteen, <laughs> like our three, three, the third hour and like 15 minutes in, and then, and then it starts realizing when there's like one more title card and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, cause you told me like the only thing I really knew about changes, like mm-hmm. I didn't follow any, 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 like the buzz about it or right. that much at all. Um, I think you told me that basically you told me that there were title cards. Yeah. You told me that there was an end title card that said epilogue, which I not, I, I, oh, I guess we probably should also decide whether or not this is uh, filled with spoilers at all. I, or not. I'm going to go ahead and say we can spoil it because uh, first of all, the plot of the movie in the broad strokes is the same as the plot of the 2017 movie. It's just got a lot more stuff in it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the extra stuff Snyder's been pretty cavalier about talking about over the years anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it, yeah, the, the same, the, the plot arc is, is pretty much the same. Um, uh, there's obviously more characters, lots more characters. <laughs> and there's a Which, lot more, like, there's a lot more characterization for certain people. Um, yeah. I think Steppenwolf really benefited from this cut. Like, cause even though it made him look like the pathetic guy at the office that nobody likes, yeah, yeah. Um, it still kind of at least explained him. Yeah. In, yeah. Instead of just being like a big dumb guy who runs in and breaks <laughs> shit. Even though like deep in my, like not deep in my notes, but some of my notes is Steppenwolf owes Darkseed money. It <laughs> is <Like, laughs> like, you still owe me 50,000 yeah whatever the uh, whatever the money type was it was like it wasn't it wasn't even it wasn't even money it was worlds that he has to conquer oh oh, okay (laughs) Um, it was basically it was that thing of like he tried to overthrow dark side and so dark side was like okay fuck you dude your job is to make my empire bigger Uh, that's actually something that like i again i mean like it's four hours long yeah um, so like the, one of the problems is when you start introducing more characters is that you start having so, a lot of things where I'm just like, I don't, none of, weirdly, I don't think any of the comics I ever read when I was reading like regularly ever mm-hmm. dealt with any of the, like Darkseed or, um, yeah. uh, or Steppenwolf, like, just well, seems Steppenwolf, kinda weird. 
Steppenwolf is really not a frequently used character. Yeah. Like in the pre-crisis era, he was just one of the million like bad new gods. Yeah. And in the like new 52 era, I think they introduced him as a major threat in one story arc and then killed him off after one story arc. Yeah. Like he's, he's a character who is broadly just defined as like, he's another one of those guys and dark sides, his boss slash nephew. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the one, one thing, cause I mean, I know that, um, uh, when we, when we talked about, uh, um, are we just going to start referring to it as, uh, um, <laughs> the other justice league or what are we, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, somebody, I think on Gizmodo, uh, referred to it as justice league beta. Which I, <laughs> I feel like that's fine. Like, because it's not, not just, and I don't mean beta in the like yeah. lesser, I just meant like eh, we're beta testing this movie to see if it'll you work. Just call it like the Whedon cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the I, other, the, yeah. I've actually I've I've been careful like when when I'm working when I'm working and stuff. I call it the theatrical cut. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, you don't want to call it the Whedon cut. He's not the credited director, um, yeah. even though everybody knows like that it's him. Well, I mean, if anybody um, can't think otherwise now, I mean, like, I mean, obviously. One of the problems is you can always you can't always tell like what would have um, Snyder released right that as opposed to watching because I mean one of the one of the like this is a this is a really great place for Whedon to be because he gets to go oh shit I get to see what everyone hated about the last film yeah and then be like I mean mind you there's a lot of things he didn't change um, you know um, which was just which was probably some of the you know a small yeah, I mean, amount of the he, not a he small, did but... very few reshoots and yeah. so when you're not doing that much in the way of reshoots and you're releasing four hours of footage like the stuff that he shot that ended up in theatrical almost all of it's going to end up in Snyder Cut um, yeah. it did but, I mean it is amazing though like some of the things that I mean obviously we'll get into this more but I mean like it is amazing like right off the bat like one of my original reaction one of my reactions was wow like some of these scenes that were cut not only are really really good but like anyone like i i don't understand how you make the decision to cut this unless of course i don't i don't know i don't know um about like there's been a lot of a lot of talk about the fact that there's a lot more people of color in this film yeah (laughs) um going straight in there where it's just like it's weird that a lot of the choices were to cut almost exclusively yeah yeah (laughs) which is like to me one of those like anytime yeah go ahead what i was gonna say too is uh a good example that doesn't delve immediately into the race issue so i want to just touch on this briefly before we get into something more serious yeah i mean i it was aside at that point um mark mcclure who played jimmy olsen in the 1978 superman movie shows up as the cop that lois brings coffee to when she's visiting the superman memorial oh nice and all I could think is like, so yeah, that, that seems like a minute and a half and it doesn't really advance the plot. All it does is show Lois's mind, mindset. Yeah. But also you could cut the part where she's at the coffee shop, you could cut her walking over. You could cut the three seconds of the five second, like staring at space at the end. Yeah. And you have, instead of a minute and a half, you'd have a 40 second scene where you get to see Lois, see what headspace she's in before the Martha scene. And yeah. then also, Mark McClure gets a cameo. Yeah. Like, it seems like a really, like, if you're cutting for time, why the fuck cut that scene? It's not that long. 
and you get a twofer out of it. You get character development and a cameo from like a Donner movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, also, um, it's just, I mean, it's just actually being, especially when you have this many characters and they haven't been established the way, I mean, I guess that's maybe one of the differences because I mean, like you want to constantly compare this to one of the justice leagues, like, cause yeah. you're talking about, but like, unlike the justice, unlike, say one of the i'm trying to think of like what justice league i mean we had almost you all of avengers the characters or... oh just Justice. yeah i'm sorry the avengers that's all right I... <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 sorry it was in my head and then i was i was looking at the text on the screen yeah yeah um but uh you know compared to one of the uh avengers like full cast movies mm-hmm. and um like the almost always i'm trying to think of maybe like age of ultron is the only one that you get where you only you have some characters who later on like but like you've already established all of these characters they almost all have had their own films to some level um you know i mean uh outside of like black widow or something but yeah i mean the first avengers movie even black widow had been in iron man 2 by the time avengers 2012 happened and i mean there will be people who argue like well hawkeye was in fucking thor and to that i say bullshit because hawkeye was in thor but he was just like a shadowy figure shooting arrows at people in the background he didn't have any characterization he didn't have any personality which because it's jeremy renner is hard to tell the difference but um but yeah you're right like each movie each of the avengers movie has like a couple of folks that they introduced for the first time um obviously infinity war had more than that because dark or uh, thanos had the black order yeah and so but, I mean, I, I just think about like, we don't really know Batman that well. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't know, like, there's like <laughs> Superman, we know damn well. Like, we yeah. know his character. Never mind, he's dead at this point, but um, spoilers. But um, there's also like, but like Batman, we really don't know. Wonder Woman, we kind of only know because like in this version now, mm-hmm. which is something that like one of the problems, the, one of the like main, one of the problems that I actually have with this film is the fact that like the wonder woman we see in this film is definitely not the wonder woman that has been established already by 84, which is right. one of these problems where it's like, okay, so obviously I know the the linear nature of film, yeah. but also the linear nature of time still matters unless she regressed as a character yeah. in, in 30 years or whatever time period, you know, whatever year we're in. Yeah. I, I kind of give them a pass on that because I, like, at the time when this movie was written and this stuff was shot, like 84 was like a twinkle in somebody's eye, maybe. And so uh, it's, they did put themselves in a really bad and avoidable position by setting the first one in world war one, where now it's like, okay, well she's going to come back and you're going to have to tell stories that advance her character. Yeah. And probably those stories are going to happen before Batman V Superman. And so, like, you look at Wonder Woman 84 and you're like, what fucking sense does it make that she's still in hiding in 2015? You know, I mean, I mean, for me, it just comes down to things like she's not flying. Yeah, that too. End of 84, if I remember as much as I've tried to blank that film out of my memory. um, I, by the way, I don't think we've ever actually, we never actually reviewed that. We we talked about this last time because I compassion um but i want to really establish how much i hated that film and i like her as a character and i know that i just realized i we talked about this last time but yeah Yeah. um but like there's a lot of things that like you know 
she's still deeply like, yeah, I lost somebody once. <laughs> like yeah. that moment where I'm like, okay, we got it. Yeah, no, a hundred years ago now. <laughs> I know yeah. that you're like millennia old. And so that was like 10 years ago, but it's also like, we did an entire film at this point. Like you, we, yeah. there's an entire arc where, by the way, you brought him back and then we're perfectly okay with it, which she's, you know, even in this cut, like, oh, well, I mean, it, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like where it's, it's a little, she's, it, it could actually be a moment where like, obviously script wise, I know timing wise, right. but it, like that you'd be like, kind of go, did that inform her? Like, no, let's not bring him back. That's a bad idea. Yeah. But also, like, there's other things where, like, I don't know. Uh, but it is, there's, it, it, it is when you consider it, um, like, her character, unfortunately, gets a little bit of a knock, in my opinion, um, just, like, uh, the arc of her. But right. uh, it's still, like, I mean, she's always, like, she's flying places, like, on his private, on Bruce's private jet and things like yeah. that. So, I mean, like, it's, like, it's fine, which I assume she would do anyway. I don't assume yeah. she's going to fly. I don't know how it is to fly, you know across an ocean or something and yeah <laughs> like is it cold for them like for soup you know soups can do it in yeah. like 10 seconds so or a second so it's not that bad but like for her like it can she fly that fast i don't i don't remember like what her established you know <laughs> i i don't i don't think that we know because obviously we've only seen her actually like actually fly like you know twice yeah. or whatever yeah I did, uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to just go through this, like, like thing. Um, the, uh, um, I did like the expansion of Aquaman's, like, uh, village there. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, because, just in general, just because, like, but. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I liked it too, but I'm kind of surprised that that scene and the, um, like, the symbolic, like, college art film uh sound wave coming out of Superman and hitting all the box. Like, I'm surprised that those two scenes haven't gotten like the Martha treatment yet where everybody's just like, Oh my God, it's so ridiculous. The, I mean, the, the knitwear in that goddamn town is <laughs> fucking on point. Holy yes. shit. <laughs> like not only is it pristine, which is something that I'm just like, that was my only like, come on customer. Like, yeah. <laughs> could you spend up maybe, or maybe spend a hundred thousand dollars and do some digital, like, wear and tear on it yeah. um but also the singing the one this is like actually the one thing i'm actually surprised how much i didn't like was the music choices in almost the entirety of the film not only did like they come the off score as, or the pop music the mostly the pop music sometimes the score mm. is like jesus fucking christ okay tone it back a bit um which isn't which that's you know snyder but but the pop music was like just fucking weird at a lot of mm -hmm. points or even, but also like, I mean, like my first, one of my first notes is, is that song, like they're all singing and like the way that, the, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Like either have, maybe I didn't, did I not have subtitles on? But I mean, like there's like some point where I mean, like, it's Icelandic. So all the subtitles say is singing in Icelandic. Is singing yeah, in I know, Icelandic. I mean, like if, if they were singing some like Aquaman man from the sea song that was like particular to him. Like, I mean, I guess maybe we'll find, we'll have to find some uh, Icelandic translator uh, to know what they were actually singing. But uh, because like that at least would be creative. Um, yeah. but it's just kind of creepy and weird. <laughs> I don't know why it's like, they have this, like, it's almost like clearly they have like some weird cult 
around Aquaman, this like yeah, yeah. gorgeous man that comes out of the sea every once in a while and drops his sweaters, which they you know <laughs> have like an altar somewhere, <laughs> like of just his like a pile of wet sweaters uh, that he uh, drops in front of the ocean. Which I mean, I guess maybe that's the, is that part of their like local economy? Is they just produce sweaters for? <laughs> he comes in and out of the ocean and be like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I needed to get another sweater today, but <laughs> it really, it's funny because that happens twice. Yeah, yeah. Like they have two different like scenes where he <laughs> leaves clothes on the beach. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like the first time it was like, we're just establishing the, the like kooky cult people who are obsessed with him. But then the second time you're like, I, I, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I feel like he can swim, but yeah. yeah. Um, but like he can swim with a thing, you know, on his shirt. Uh, but I mean, I guess maybe he wears, but um, Diana's scene uh, intro scene was much, much better. Um, I know you, you mentioned, I forget whether you mentioned this on the podcast yeah, yeah. or you just mentioned to me, but like, because I mean, I remember how like rewatching it and just being like, this is long <laughs> and this is still long, but it's like very it's, much. Yeah. It's like, longer, but you're being reward. You're being yeah. rewarded for tolerating the long yeah. as opposed to like in the, the theatrical cut. I kind of feel like it was just like, okay, well that was a lot of stuff. Like we don't need it. This that in the theatrical cut, like I feel like that scene could have been. I mean, this scene could have been ten sec. It could have been twenty five seconds, and it would have been perfectly fine right. too. Um, although there is that there's like the weird one scene, uh, the weird thing at the end um, where um, <laughs> where I I know I, I have a note. This is uh, the little the the children who she saved by as oh, opposed yeah. to just running at the guy or throwing something at him or doing something. She decides to block every bullet individually yeah, yeah. from a from a automatic weapon. Um, but um, I mean, I guess you get bored and you just do things differently creatively yeah. um, as when you're a superhero. But um, I don't think it's right for her to say a Amazonian, a like basically a different species of human, like a different yeah. <laughs> genre, totally uh, to say to this small child in, in uh, this group, um, you can be anything you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which are just like, no, she can't. She can't be an Amazonian. You can't like fly over there and like be part of this Amazonian like island and like suddenly have all these powers. It's I mean, I guess clearly, you could, but <laughs> I, mean, I think it's, I mean, isn't it like a genetic thing? It's not like, you know, I mean, like Wonder uh, Woman's kids have some level of power. It's I'm not like sure, a thing. I'm sure it is a genetic thing, but also like uh, one thing that's funny about the question is that in legends of tomorrow, there was an episode where they uh, essentially dropped somebody off at Paradise Island and we're like, okay, you're in Amazon now. Uh, because like men suck. <laughs> um, I, I love it. It's because it's the reverse of like most, it's a reverse of Superman for that. Yeah. Like Superman gets dropped in Kansas and he is a fucking God literally and figure like not literally, but figuratively within this world. He not only like, physical uh attributes but just you know abilities and everything like that and like you know and then but like and you know so he's like yeah no 
he can be a human because it's, you know, you're taking it down a notch. Like you can do that. Um, like I do really well when I'm taking a uh, test in a kindergarten class, like it's, yeah. it's going to work really well. Um, even if they're doing the new math, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, that was more of a Tom Lehrer joke, uh, yeah, for the fair. kids out there. Um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, if you drop like a human in Amazon, you'd be like, oh, there's uh, my, uh, sorry, he's my, he's a little, a little slow. I'm sorry. He's, you know, you can trade every single day, every single minute. And you're still like, I don't know, like a, sl- <laughs> just a slob in, in this, like this uh, area of literal fucking gods, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, I, I will say um, the, in, in the, 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 the one I was talking about, the the, it was Helen of Troy. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> okay, like we're nobody's gonna fight over you on the island of lesbians. Yeah. Although uh, uh, I will say, uh, goddamn, like, there's not. I mean, there's obviously a lot of change uh, between the uh, um, the big fight um, against Steppenwolf on uh, um, on. Uh, and, oh my God, what is the what is Amazon uh, Island? What is Amazira? Uh, oh yeah, okay, I will never remember that. Um, but uh, on their island, um, <laughs> and uh, but um, it uh, it's so much better. Like the yeah. just even the scene in um, where they're keeping where they're keeping uh, uh, one the of the mother uh, box mother boxes. Which why do you keep the mother box? At least the humans are the smartest ones in this. Like at least they bury it. Why would you keep it on a fucking pedestal? Even if you have it guarded <laughs> by a bunch of people. Like, because all he has to do really is go, whoop, like have his little teleporter thing, go yeah. yoink, and then jump back up and takes like 10 seconds if he didn't want to be dramatic about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have to send all of his little his little uh, bug, uh, bu- bug creatures around. He could have just gone yoink <laughs> and like teleported that motherfucker out of there. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's really quite clear where it is. There's even like a hole in the top of those ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the hole in the top of the ceiling came from the boom tube, but yeah. It is. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's all you have to do. I don't know if you're if you're trying to hide something, it's probably not best. <laughs> I was reading, I, I forget what it was. There was something about like the the actual fact check on like okay, um, all the bullshit that we know about about pyramids and everything like that is right, basically right. a complete fucking lie. Um, people weren't buried in it. They weren't. The treasures weren't in it. They're always right. off somewhere <laughs> else. And basically, the Egyptologist or whatever the <laughs> archaeologist or whatever that they, that they were interviewing was just like, "Would you build a massive, like, you are here monument to where all your expensive shit is? No, you hide <laughs> it. You put it in a safe in a corner down below somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what to say about that, but. Um... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little drunk. It's uh, that's all right. That's it, all right. it is six fifty five uh, here in Alaska. So yeah, but I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I, uh, I think you're right though. I think one of the things it's like yeah. You, I mean, if nothing else, you could have like the Atlanteans and the the Amazons, like the two like powerful warrior races or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I kind of feel like you could have gotten away with maybe like not um i mean it's not something that you need to like come back to right like it's not like the amazonians were using it for something right am i 
No, they, they weren't. They, they had the reason they had people guarding it was just because they had like a like an eternal guard to make sure that exactly. Yeah, this but I, I'm happen. just thinking I mean, like what I would, you know, I mean, I think if you're, I mean, relatively smart people, you would have it in a big, like literally just collapse the thing on top of it. It's not like you need access to yeah. it on a regular basis, but, but you I mean, know what? Did, it's not as bad. Collapse <laughs> things on top of it when it, uh, <laughs> when they, uh, yeah. when they discovered that somebody was there. <laughs> yeah, but that just closed off the walls for people to get into the, anyway. But um, it's not as bad as an idea as, <laughs> I, again, this ends up being one of those, like, I enjoyed this film, and so, like, we're doing, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing the tear on it. But, like, not as bad as an idea as um, Cyborg's dad giving him acts, giving a angry, unstable um, college student who just went through a traumatic incident incident where his mother died and he basically is like part of a face like mm -hmm. that's all that's left of him um yeah yeah let's give you access to the nuclear codes yeah <laughs> like which is which is like something where it's like it, that's always established as like oh shit they probably could do that if you have, you have these like ai machines that can do anything yeah, yeah. they want don't have to emphasize it you don't have to tell him oh by the way you have access you can blow the world up if you want yeah, to yeah bye <laughs> peace oh yeah. yeah but i mean but again this is you know I mean, this is it's it's funny because it's like i don't there's not there's this is like the one thing like obviously he's fucking putting everything he possibly can in this film because this is his last this is right. his last you know go at this but it is one of those where it's like i like this at least because like shit's happening as opposed yeah. to um, Marvel, most Marvel films where like outside of like basically most of the Captain America films where things actually do happen because yeah. there's a complicated backstory, like most of it's just Tony staring at a la at a computer or something like that, being smart and, and witty and nothing, no, no plot is moving forward. There's no, yeah. no more in depth. We don't find out more about Black Widow, God forbid, or, you know, the other black. Oh no, there's no other black characters. <laughs> oh, anyway, but uh <laughs> there's one i'm sorry uh we're, we're, yeah but but yeah um, yeah yeah the uh um i'm trying to think of what the other i mean honestly one of the things that that's really funny about this movie is that it is a 300 million dollar like art movie yeah it's like all these long lingering shots of like just really pretty like shit <laughs> where yeah. you're like shouldn't somebody be blowing some of this shit up but okay whatever <laughs> i mean the the like i i i enjoy the slow the slow but i i actually you know what i'm looking forward to once like because people are already starting to do the comparisons they're starting to do everything you know they're not starting to they've yeah. already gone through and done it a million times but like what i want to see is how long is this film if you um put all of the slow motion stuff uh at regular pace <laughs> Like how many minutes do we get? Like is it is yeah, it like three yeah. fifty? <laughs> like um because they're they're happily gratuitous because I mean obviously it's it's fun. Um uh you know, there's there's so many scenes that are yeah. flash I mean flash is really um I know that uh, I mean I'm so happy that Cyborg actually got an arc in this film yeah. because like it was it was whether or not like you like him as a character, whether or not you think he's better, like it was weird that he got so little airtime on um in the theatrical cut because yeah. he was such an important character. I mean it wasn't like the flash should have gotten 
Barry should have gotten obviously less airtime. Flat, he's not that important in this film. Like, there's yeah. not there's not really a moment where you're like, oh, if they didn't have him, um, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like another Batman, another Wonder Woman, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I mean, like everything he did, he just did it in a way that was like fast, mind you. He's witty and good, and his lines are funny, and like right. he's necessary for this film. Um, well, and he he ultimately is necessary plot wise, just because yeah. he's the one who saves the day at the end. Yeah, but it's but like I mean, but it you know I mean again, it's like one of those like it's not that like he was the only person that could have done it, like mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, it's like we have these things where like you could write a slightly different thing, but but cyborg like you're not separating those boxes without him, <laughs> like. Uh, I mean, it's just not happening. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you get him to bring back, you know, I mean, I guess you could have, like, uh, Bruce could have, like, built some massive generator to make the energy necessary to bring back Superman or something. You know, I mean, there would have been, like, uh, because yeah. science thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, as opposed to, I'm going to run really fast. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I mean, I also, uh, it's funny because the um, the big finish for flash like his his uh the the like time travel bit at the end it's literally something that the flash did on in an Arrowverse. um like and i mean it's it's time travel it's what the flash does but like the way that this one played out with the explosion killing everybody and then him going back to like two seconds before the explosion yeah was it wasn't just a thing that the flash has done but it specifically was the thing that the Flash did in the first big universe-wide yeah. crossover that introduced the Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is this this is his signature move in the first big team up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It, I mean, it is nice too because it's like usually it, it's it wasn't a um, I don't know it was it was a good way of like he figured it out. I mean, it's something that again like trying to figure out how to do this more in a positive way and not in a negative way. Um, But like, it's the way it's like, he was able to do a, the new thing, like the new good thing that his, he grew as a character. Like, cause you obviously you have Batman, Batman's done as a character. Like he is where he is already. He is tired and old um, at this point. Uh, He is all of us (laughs) embodied. (laughs) Everyone's just, (sighs) he just looks, I mean, somebody was tweeting around. It's just like, uh, like, did anyone ever do a Batman arc? I mean, I know they have, but it's like, it's like, it's a Batman arc of like him over 40 where he's just like, Oh, like, fuck, I have to wake up. I have to wake up in the morning and like get do do my other job and everything <laughs> like after like a night of fighting crime and getting beat up and everything. Like, it's I mean, been the best thing about being a rich guy is that you don't have to yeah. do your other job. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I mean, and that's, you know, I mean, it's part of the bit, it, but, um, but it, it is, um, but like, he's, you know, he's not going anywhere as character. He's not learning other than, even even to the point that he's like seating himself as a leader mm-hmm. um, because he doesn't really want to fucking he very clearly like at the end when um or towards the end when Martian Manhunter comes in which is awesome um even though I'm very uh, but um the like he like looks exhausted like oh, I have to deal with this <laughs> he also it's funny yeah, he also great, looks cool. you know 60 pounds lighter because Ben Affleck isn't built for a superhero movie anymore yeah I know <laughs> Well, you know, you put on the weight that you need to, and then you put it up, and you know, yeah. he's, like I mean, very much like Christian. <laughs> it's it's not even a criticism; it just it amuses yeah. the shit out of me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, he's one of the weird guys um, that, like, he looks 
husky when i mean like even though we know that yeah. like he's playing batman he's like fucking ripped um yeah. and affleck but he's one of those guys like he looks huskier like then he looks he looks in better shape when afterwards but it's just weird. but well uh, it's also funny because like if you watch the 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 nightmare sequence with the reshoots it's like you see where the mask is loose because he's so much lighter and they only had the, like they weren't going to rebuild the mask for that scene i mean to be fair in that in that scenario they have been like i would yeah, assume that y- yeah you can you can like... get away with it in that scenario specifically because <laughs> but they're all just... dehydrated they're all whatever i assume it's a land that's you know whatever but <laughs> but yeah, it just it, it amuses the hell out of me yeah. it's one of those things where you're like ha that that nice um yeah <laughs> but what I, I, but, but yeah no yeah. what are you saying I mean, the the big thing I was saying, the big thing I was saying was just like, it's unfortunate because like he discovered this kind of on his own, like obviously people were pushing him, but you know, like it was like his own discovery. And the fact that like, again, it just kind of like, for me at least, it highlights the unfortunate where I'm hoping whatever the next Wonder Woman film is, uh, where she, whatever she's in, and um, I hope that she's able to explore her abilities without some man telling her. Yeah. Because like that was my one of my biggest fucking problems with 84. It was it's like if it was if it was someone telling Batman telling how to do it, it's not that important. He's a person who needs to learn and whatever himself. Yeah. But like if it's supposed you know, especially like Wonder Woman's is supposed to be a woman empowerment character, you know, character and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's like part of her, whether you like it or not, you know, whether it it's supposed to be part of that. And the fact that like like both films, you can rewatch the first Wonder Woman and then eighty four, and it's like there's not a moment where she's not like she's like, oh, I'm not really sure if I'm able to do that. And guy goes, you can do that, and then she goes and does it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's just like, why, why can't she? And now this film, we have like a little bit of that with like, uh, with um, uh, with Bruce, like kind of like pushing her along and that sort of thing, and then finally she can she can do it, and you're like. Like even, yeah. Even though I've been like rereading a lot about like Captain Marvel and people having like w- like understandable critiques about some of the more reasonable critiques about that film, right. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, you're not wrong. But I'm like, at least she does kind of everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a movie. It's funny because that's a movie that I enjoy like almost exclusively on that level. Like it, it just I didn't find it especially entertaining on rewatch. Um, but I, I, I like there are a lot of things to like about it in that way. I actually I just rewatched it uh, maybe two weeks ago and absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Which what it is. I, I, just, I was actually surprised because it didn't I didn't think like the first time I watched it, I'm like, ah, oh, this film doesn't have like the depth I think it should in part right. because it's it's only playing one game. It's not do, trying to do anything really. Yeah. On, on, um, and I'm just like, eh, still works for me, but I'm yeah. also that person that that yeah. sort of shit worked for me. So, <laughs> like, I'm still the person that tears up at Independence Day's the during the speech. Even yeah, though, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I do. I think that. Uh, Kind of in a general sense, because I should wrap up at some point because my computer just told me it's low on battery. I don't know how that's possible because it's plugged in, but you know, 
Um, pardon? I said because science. I was joking. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, I think probably it's something, probably the like extension cord got unplugged at some point because I was setting up a VCR because I'm recording the Snyder cut to, to tape. Um, because, well, I mean, it, you know, it, it's presented. <laughs> It's presented in, in, in the IMAX format, so it's 4.3. And I was just like, if you're going to present something in 4.3, I'm going to put it on tape. I mean... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I... I and that was deceptively difficult. Um, neither of the two VCRs that I had um, will take the... Uh, will take the... the uh, RF modulator and like the the thing through the uh, coax in. Yeah. So what I had to do was I had to use the VCR that you gave me, the really like the nice one, uh, and use the yeah. line in in the front. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, the other one, like the shitty VCR I have, has a remote. Sure. Uh, the nice VCR does not have a remote, which means I can't change it from SP to L to LP. So Which means it. now I have to put it on two VHS tapes instead of one. It's actually more awesome. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> I know, but I already made the box art and everything. <laughs> yeah, it could be fine. But, but in uh, any event, uh, that was yeah. that, that's probably why my computer's dying. Um, yeah, the, by the way, the 4-3 the thing didn't bother me at all. Like, I honestly didn't think about it very much. I, th I did watch it on a bigger screen. And so I feel like maybe if I was watching it on a laptop and I felt like I was missing something, that might be one thing. Yeah. But like I was watching it on like a 52 inch TV or something. And I was just like, I literally didn't think about it until my wife was like, uh, my wife said something. I can't remember what about like the picture not even the aspect ratio but the picture and i was like oh it probably is just the aspect ratio because like that like and i explained the idea behind it was shot for it was shot for imax even though as far as i know there's no imax release actually planned yeah right now yeah uh, i expect that when it does come to imax it'll be the justice's gray version which is a black and white cut um that's being released <laughs> And, I don't uh, know if I can handle that. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it's just like when Logan had the black and white cut on it and uh, on the DVD, and they, so they released it yeah. as like a Fathom event for a weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, I still, I mean, I still would have liked to have seen um, uh, Mad Max in black and white, like in the theaters. Yeah. I, I have no interest in seeing it. I mean, maybe one day I'll, I'll watch it that way um, on TV, but like, I it's just not doesn't, you know, like I, I, I love the, I, I enjoy the kind of like, fuck it, that's a button we can hit now. And it's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, God only, I mean, obviously definitely respect it more if like they had a, I guess a colorist would still have to do that, but if they had yeah. like a professional colorist to go through, like actually uh, grade in, white. In the so case of like, this one, it's just Snyder. Yeah, because yeah. Well, yeah, I assume he's still some level of a colorist and cared about yeah, it. So it's yeah. not like, oh, fuck it. Just put it in monochrome uh, right. sort of thing. But yeah, but there is. A... I, I don't know exactly this, the backstory behind it. He hasn't talked about it much. And I'm sure that like he will, you know, when it when it comes when the DVD comes out, because this is I'm sure one of those things where it's like that's going to be on the Blu-ray. Like that's not a thing that's going to come out on HBO Max as a separate separate movie. Like we've already got two versions of this movie on HBO Max. We don't want a third. Um, <laughs> um I will say, uh, go back to the uh, the film. Um, I uh, um, 
the one of my biggest complaints about the um, or not complaint, I don't know, whatever. One of the things that bothered me the most about the uh, theatrical cut was the number of gratuitous um, everyone standing looking heroic shots. Yeah, um, yeah. And I didn't, I don't remember that in this. Maybe it's just because it was four hours fucking long, and you're there like, was the same number of shots are in there, except it's over four hours or so, or it's over more long. There's still a few, and there's one there was... that wasn't in the Whedon cut that has been a topic of conversation on social media because uh, there's a scene at the beginning of the battle in Russia. And so Superman's not back from the dead yet, but like it's, there's a shot where they put everything into slow motion and like freeze frame it for a second as the Batmobile jumps. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. And people are, people on the internet are convinced that that's Zack Snyder throwing shade at a similar shot from Age of Ultron. Yeah, <laughs> which was which was one of the most disappointing parts. Like, mind you, I still hate Civil War with a goddamn yeah. passion of a thousand suns, but Age of Ultron has like grown on me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that being in the trailer, and you're like, finally, after all this shit, we're finally having like the fucking two page fold out that we all fucking yeah, wanted. Yeah. From Justice League, and then it's like it's a half second, and it's not earned in any way, shape, and form. And then it's immediately like moved away. Like I feel like to some extent, since they're doing a full-on frontal assault, and that's part of the bit, yeah. and that's, that's the whole thing. There's at least a little horn. Um, yeah, I also I feel like like it say, was like, a little bit more earned in this movie because it yeah. was at least like we're up against Steppenwolf. Like it's the end of the movie. This is the big battle. Like, you know, as opposed to, and also this is the last chance you have to have an epic hero shot of effectively your main characters. Cause Superman wasn't really a main character, but once he comes, he's there for good, you know? And so like, I kind of get it, even though it's still kind of silly, but like in age of Ultron, it was like, we're four minutes into the movie and you're just doing this like ridiculous. They're they're fighting a bunch of random Random. guys with guns. (laughs) Like, yeah which like why it's taking all of them like why this is like what that was actually always one of those things where i'm just like couldn't like literally iron man or thor or any of these individual characters like i feel like cap used to do this in world war ii like without much of a problem like just him and some random guys from the bar that were probably hung over as fuck but still doing it and you're like wait there's like yeah, it's all these superheroes, and you got to take it anyway. But I, and they still I, I didn't have them. Guy. I could see them having like one smart guy and Hulk, yeah. where it's like, okay, so like Hulk <laughs> can do this on his own, but yeah. like needs to be directed because he can get distracted. And yeah, just you break have Black shit. Widow and Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Like, Black Widow and Hulk, thing, and Cap it, and yeah. Hulk. Like, <laughs> I want to see Iron Man do the little hand thing with him. But <laughs> I will say though, the um, like this is this is one of the like the sad things about this because like it does establish. Uh, not a, obviously a multiverse, but it also, you know, establishes like a massive fucking universe of DC characters that like exist now. Right. You know, the, uh, the Lantern Corps. I mean, uh, like all these just random characters who I'm like, I'm very much like there's a ton of characters in those in those really huge flashback fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. And that those fight scenes are like on par with um, uh, with uh, Endgame. I really think like, obviously they're very brief. So like, yeah, you can yeah. kind of, you're doing two seconds. Of you something, get all of the you great do, moments into yeah. a short period yeah. of time. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I, I think that like, I mean, but 
I, it's, it's so, it, it's like the fact that we know that they're not gonna like run with this. Yeah. Is depressing. Cause it's like they're at any, at any given point, they can decide, um, you know, and just go, yeah, no. Um, so Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, he is not doing films for us anymore, but this is, this is a, a world that he created and we're going forward with it. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how people react out of this because obviously they're doing the multiverse thing, but also like, I don't see any real obstacle to just to the next filmmaker just saying like, yeah, the Zack Snyder cut is is canon because there's not a lot in here that like I I mean I can't think of anything that's in here that would dramatically change like the outcome for the rest of the DC universe moving forward past this movie. Like they still fought Steppenwolf. They still beat Steppenwolf. They still, you know, it was at a nuclear reactor in Russia, even though there weren't people around it. Um, uh, Which I actually, I one talk about color grading, like the, the final battle, like was so much better on so many levels, but one of the big ones was like, Whedon's fix for not wanting to spend any money on visual effects. I, I mean, and that's this is the thing. Like, obviously, there's a lot of things that Whedon screwed up in this movie, and he seems to be kind of a piece of shit. But uh, I will say that a lot of his mistakes were brought on by the the studio. Yeah. You know, you you you. We already know the studio wanted a cut that was below two hours. We already know the studio wanted X, Y, and Z. You know, there's a lot of things. And yeah. so I'm not like I'm not comfortable ever saying like this is Whedon like the the mistakes are Whedon's fault because yeah. like I think in a lot of cases Whedon uh, was trying to do the best he could with a studio that was saying we need it to be under two hours and you can and you only have twenty million bucks to finish the visual effects yeah you know yeah yeah and uh, again that's not like vouching for a guy who seems to be like an abusive dick yeah but like I do think that like it's not even about separating the art from the artist. It's about contextualizing this movie, like this specific moment in this specific film. Like, I feel like it's easy to blame him because like he's half fall from grace. Yeah. But I think that it's more complicated than that. Um, well, certainly. And so I think that like some of the things you look at where Snyder or where uh, Whedon comes in and it's just like, okay, fuck it. Everything's red. <laughs> like yeah. for whatever reason, everything's just red. And like, yeah. The, the the big fight scene in Russia was so much more visually like lush and dynamic because yeah. it looked like a real world that had this creepy stuff taking over it. Yeah. As opposed to like everything in Whedon's felt like a video game cutscene. Yeah. And it also I mean it also I mean one of the I mean I think a lot of what comes down to it is it's like I don't know if so much of this shit was actually filmed um mm-hmm. and it was just somewhere in a hard drive or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, it, like, almost all of it was because obviously they didn't have, they had like 10 days of reshoots post COVID. Yeah. And yeah. during that time they had to get Joe Manginello and Jared Leto and Ben Affleck into yeah. the fucking same place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I mean, it's one of those, um, it's one of those things where it's just like the editing on this is, uh, especially the end fight scene. Like it's a, I was confused. Like one of the biggest things that, bothered me about the fight sequence uh, in uh, the theatrical cut and we, uh, mm-hmm. is the fact that like I didn't understand the space which is like just the number right. one thing if you're shooting if you're filming 
and you're um and you're having a fight sequence between especially superheroes that can like just yeah. immediately go up one and down you know three levels and fall right, yeah. and do everything um is that i didn't really understand what the space was like um especially when they were fighting um um oh my god steppenwolf <laughs> steppenwolf sorry i had dark seed in my head and i couldn't yeah, yeah. um uh but um it, it it was just like i don't understand what's you know where where he's falling, where he's going, and it was just one yeah. of the. It's it was just not great editing in my in my view. And right. this actually like oh he fell and he's down there, and so yeah. the next shot he flies up, and so you just have like an understanding of like I felt like he would fall in in the last film, like uh, in the theatrical version he would fall and then he would end up jumping down on somebody, and it would be like just yeah. in general confusing um, of a like. In a relatively confusing um, battle scene, because yeah. it was a dome, it, it, it had two levels, three levels, maybe. Yeah, and also a, like the fact but, that they didn't establish how the dome worked, which seems like a small thing because it's so indulgent. Like yeah. watching how the dome gets constructed in this, and how the the like the technology takes over and everything. But it does matter because like you don't have a sense of place in that last scene. Yeah, you and, never like, have. Well, I mean, you never watching, have that like basically a fisheye lens or wide right. lens shot where you're like, here's where everything is, which is what most, you know, scenes do, especially yeah. if you're going to have multiple characters in different areas. So you at least have some idea, yeah. which maybe that's a cheat. Maybe that's because that's also a way that you can cheat and yeah. not have everything happen in the right spot in case you fucked up and filmed, you know, yeah. the flash over there and he's supposed to be over or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think know, it too just, that um, with, with the theatrical cut, I think that there's a lot of problems where, they're cutting for time, and so they're trying to simplify things as much as possible, and sometimes you oversimplify. And then also they're cutting for tone. So, like, yeah. you know, that, that Wonder Woman introductory scene is so much cooler in this movie. I mean, it's longer, and bits of it feel unnecessary, but it's it's cooler, and it's smarter, yeah. and it's better shot in this movie. Um, but that scene in particular, like, I want to do a YouTube video just breaking down that scene, mm -hmm. because... In the Whedon cut, she jumps around in time. Yeah. Like, there's elements of the fight from after she got rid of the bomb and came back down. Yeah. That are cut in to when she first walks into the room. And then you cut back to pre-breaking. And so, like, if you're looking closely, you can see weird little continuity errors where there's, like, debris on the floor. And you're like, where the debris come from? But, yeah. like, I think all of that was done. And it... Again, some of it was probably for time, but I think a lot of it was done just to avoid the yeah. corpse of that one guy who she punches and he hits his head on the wall and there's a big spot yeah. of blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because it was Whedon and because of what was D what DC was doing at the time, I, I really do think that part – like they made all these weird cuts that made the scene weaker Yeah. because they just didn't want the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, can't you just fucking rotoscope him out if it's that important? Like yeah. because it feels like – like, if she bounces him off the wall, just don't have blood on the wall the whole rest of the time. Don't have a body on the ground. Yeah. And yeah. people won't think that hard about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Never mind. I mean, the as only we thing... know from fucking every Captain America movie where he's throwing people off of buildings and off of fucking boats and stuff. And people are like, he doesn't kill anybody. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Just like Batman. Remember, he never murders anybody in any of his comics. Yeah. Or, he... any, or in any of the previous movies. In you the know, like the time he didn't blow up a fucking chemical plant <laughs> full of <laughs> people with machine guns who were. Yeah. I, I, I just even think about like I, one, one of the biggest things that I always think about when I think about like the violence that Batman 
that Batman commits like commits on people is uh, um, in um, uh, I think it's one of the dirty cops. He hangs out over the side and drops the guy yeah. on his thing with a with his wire batarang your bat yeah, you know, bat yeah. rope or whatever. And I'm going, that man's losing his feet. Like there's just no scenario, especially yeah. considering he leave. I think he, if I remember correctly, he leaves him hanging upside down, basically for other cops to find or yeah. something. I'm like, that guy's losing his feet. Like I just, I know I've been in plastic cups for like yeah. three hours, and I know like the long term damage. That's what. <laughs> so it's yeah. always just like, oh, come on, people. But like, also like, especially when like the guy with the machine, the guy with like the one like shoots off all the bullets, and as opposed to running at the guy, which established that she could, she has like you know, super speed to some yeah, level, yeah. like thing. She does the, like the bracelet thing, which explodes him through a wall onto and, and a the edifice of the fucking building. So that it and blows also, up. <laughs> and also almost kills some cops that are down below yeah, because yeah. Of the debris that falls on. Them. <laughs> yeah. Like you literally I, see the cops running away. Yeah. And I will say that like, as much as I typically don't get into the whole, like, well, Snyder shouldn't do the, shouldn't do so much property damage. He shouldn't like, like, this one was it was pretty egregiously like, why did you do that? And like <laughs> you see it later where she uses that against like Steppenwolf and Superman yeah. and blows them back. And you're like, OK, so that guy just got fucking atomized yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. no fucking way his body can stand up to yeah. this. Yeah, no, she was about to use it against uh, against Superman for fuck's yeah. sake. Like, soup, like, God. No, I do. I do love the one like there's one like it, it's just a funny thing where it's like she has uh, one of the terrorists. Um mm -hmm. Uh, uh, with like on the the with a rope, and he says he's a terrorist. Yeah, and that's yeah. just like something that I enjoy. Where it's like I always wonder, like you know, if you talk to a terrorist, like and just somebody who's like blazingly a terrorist, not yeah. somebody who's like, well, I'm a freedom fighter or whatever, but like, yeah, no, 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 I'm here to commit terror. Like if you talk to like one of the people that took the planes in the 9/11, yeah. like whatever, you know, they're like, no, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna kill thousands of fucking regular people like this yeah. is what this is going to happen i'm not flying into the pentagon I'm not doing whatever but like would they say like yes i'm a terrorist like but i mean i guess maybe he knew in his hearts of heart that yeah he's a terrorist. yeah no and that one was in the theatrical cut too and i always thought it was a weird line yeah. but um uh, i just was do you remember actually, this this much um um product placement like there's a scene where he bruce is shaving and oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. if there's a thing, but like there's a macro close up of him shaving and yeah. like the water running on the thing. And then there's like that wasn't, a two I, I don't think oh. that was in the theatrical cut. I don't know if that that made it. That, but I I will say whether it made it or not, that one is a legacy. Um Gillette had a sponsorship, like they were a major sponsor yeah. in Man of Steel. Yeah. To the point where um I talked to uh Adam Savage and Mayim Bialik and Bill Nye yeah. for a how does Superman shave promotion <laughs> that Warner Brothers was doing um, where they had all these like science people in the entertainment yeah. space making guesses as to how Superman would shave. Um, yeah. And so like that, that I'm sure was like one of those because it was such a huge sponsor in Man of Steel. I'm sure they signed like a multi-picture deal where it's like we have the right to just say yes for the price of Man of Steel in all all future DC movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because <laughs> I mean the Mercedes, like the gratuitous shots of the Mercedes were like mm -hmm. really over the top. Where it was just like usually they'll do that if it's establishing oh it's not only it's Bruce Wayne, not Batman, yeah, yeah. it's Bruce Wayne and he's rich and he's got these Mercedes yeah, yeah. just coming out of his ass, which like, 
like it was like um uh yeah wonder woman borrows one for a moment yeah, and like there's just they're everywhere i it's will say yeah i will say there was also uh you maybe maybe it was part of like a running gag because i know that like the joke when he's with Barry Allen, where he's like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. And then he, you, you roll out with the Mercedes logo. Um, in the theatrical cut, that's the only instance of that. Mm. Like, it's the only instance of the Mercedes product placement, but it's also the only instance of Bruce flaunting money. Yeah. And so it's funny, but it's like a one-off. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, like, that's a runner. Yeah. Like, there's the thing in Iceland with the twenty five thousand yeah, dollars, yeah. and then there's Which, yeah, like, cheap. What a cheap asshole! I mean, I guess that's <laughs> the way people stay rich, but yeah, like he pulls out like five thousand, and it's like, really? Like he could buy Iceland? I mean, this is how. It... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like that. In neither cut of the movie does he realize that he can just buy the farmhouse without buying the whole bank. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, again, it's a great, it's a yeah. good joke, and it's a continuation yeah. of the runner. Yeah, but We're like. Just... I mean, it probably is genuinely just easier. Like, be like, you don't have to complicate anything. You don't have to worry yeah. about other people buying it. You can just be like, no, no, no. I bought everything. That yeah. cut it off. But give, give, give me just a second. My, my sure. surface just hit 6%. If it gets to 5, it'll turn off. Okay. Let's go out to the line. While, while Russ is gone, I'm going to talk about the fact that the that there were two border collies in the film. And that made me extremely happy. There was one uh, when Barry went to work uh, or tried to get the job at um, at the groomers. Um, it was very fluffy and it was very nice. And then the other one uh, was uh, in the uh, in a car that uh, Aquaman did something to. I didn't write the rest of the notes on there. But yeah, two border collies in this film. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to the audience about the fact that there yeah, were two border yeah. collies in the film. Which nice. I'm actually curious, like, the one thing I actually would love to go back and just be like, were they both the same border collie? Because, <laughs> like, there's one that in Barry's work, and then there's mm-hmm. one, uh, or the uh, groomers, which I guess we have to assume whether or not he gets that job or not. Um, and I, I, uh, I feel like it doesn't matter whether he gets that job or not, because he's working at the crime lab by the end of the movie. That's true. That's true. Um, uh-huh. uh, I guess we should, we should also uh, quickly talk about how creepy... Like, I'm happy that they established, um, Iris, Iris. Yeah. Um, but, um, the, everything was great about it, except for that weird, creepy moment when he brushes her face, the hair aside. And like, I, I, I'm just like, know, oh. the, funny, the funny thing is, I don't even mind that he did it, yeah. but I was really bothered by the fact that he was doing that mid rescue. Like yeah. if anything went wrong, she's dead because you were fetishizing her. Like, yeah. just wait till she's safely on the other side of the crash. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like while she's like it, kind of out of it and just like brush th- that moment could still exist. You just don't yeah, have to do yeah. it. That's one of those like one where it's just like ah, oh, that's that Snyder showing right there. I think yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's just and like, I, yeah. It's funny because like that that hasn't gotten really banged on because. Like, there's a couple things. First of all, the sexism is, is dialed down in this compared to the Whedon cut because <laughs> Whedon, but... Well, uh, the fact that females exist in this film uh, yeah. outside of Wonder Woman, the fact that <laughs> the fact that you have also, you have uh, characters, a uh, whole lot... By the way, the, did, there was a... I always oh, sent you this link that there was yeah, actually a great... The actress. The, the actress who was like, I don't know if I got you know, this that entire fantastic arc that establishes... Um, uh cyborgs yeah like the uh, waitress that he helps uh yeah. at, the, at the atm or whatever uh yeah yeah they that, the that actress, arc, like 
it was that was a really fantastic way. Obviously, it was like it told an entire story, so it wasn't like a brief way. But you're like, oh, he realizes immediately. He's able to realize immediately that he can use do good with his powers, and that gives him some being like, okay, I'm in this horrible situation. I hate like who I am and everything like that, yeah, yeah. but I can do good because he was a good person before and he's a good right. person now. And like, that's why his father can trust him and da 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 da. And, and again, it was just like, Oh, cool. Like, and, and again, like the, that's one of those things. Like, I think that when you like Whedon and Warner look at that scene and they're like, well, it doesn't advance the plot. Yeah. It's like, I mean, maybe it doesn't advance the plot, but it does inform a whole fucking lot about Victor's character Yeah, in a way that we don't replace. Yeah. Like, and everybody else, it's like, you don't need, um, it, it's nice because it also like he can blow up a building to save somebody. He could like punch somebody in the face. He could do a bunch of things, but like yeah. literally it's just like, he looks up and like digitizes, you know, yeah. adds some zeros to somebody's account. And it's like, Oh cool. I can do that. And that's yeah. it. Um, and, uh, yeah. and like did it in a way that like theoretically also isn't like hurting somebody else necessarily. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and so like, Okay, so inflation, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she won um, the she won the whatever Bank of Gotham, you know, yeah, contest, yeah. whatever, which is yeah. you know, which is like okay, sure. If I was her, I'd be like taking out all the money, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. I mean, like that was clearly a bank error, and they will come back for it. Yeah. Um, but like it was awesome because there's a Twitter thread where that actress is like, I know my entire thing, and there's a lot of filming because there was like. Yeah four scenes individual mm -hmm. scenes or so that she was in and like she it, it was it was like a mini little film about her yeah. and um and like they cut that just fucking which i get i mean like yeah i get either you, like either you it, keep it or it's it's all gone like there's no right. in between with that yeah because like because like if all you kept was the payoff of the atm yeah. then like, it would seem like a weird funny moment and you're like why yeah. is he doing this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, I'm a magician, boink, I can do that, and then so, but um, uh, it uh, it was just, it was just great. It's a great thread because she's like, did anyone watch this? Like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to get access to HBO, and yeah. <laughs> and like, I was just about, I think I was just about to turn it on or something when it yeah, was yeah. when it was seen. I was just like, I'm trying to like, I hope that I get to, yeah, yeah. but it was that, that uh, was. A I, I actually almost I, I I almost went and was like I can just like I'll give you a gift card for one free month of HBO Max like you can watch your fucking movie, but I went to do that and like nine people had already done it and I'm just like she's yeah, fine. Yeah, she also by the way was another person of color who was edited out of yeah, the theatrical yeah. the, uh, cut weirdly uh, an yeah, entire right. family that was um, and that but... was actually one of the things like that was one of the first that's how I was introduced to it was somebody who quote tweeted it and was like oh another person of color removed from the theatrical cut yeah. and replaced by the white russian family um <laughs> which i mean that's it's one of those like that's not exactly a one-to-one because -one, he yeah, just yeah. probably grabbed people who looked vaguely russian but it is <laughs> definitely like it's bad optics when you consider that he cut every subplot out from anybody who's not totally white even fucking um i can't remember the name of the, the amazon but the one who was played by uh jane azad from krypton yeah um she's in it so much more and yeah. so much she has, face time. she has like eight lines and four yeah. close-ups as opposed yeah. to a line yeah <laughs> like, she's the main amazon fighting like Stephen fighting Wolf, uh basically. steppenwolf yeah. in that scene she's as the, opposed the to the head of the guard watching yeah. the mother box with, yeah. because i mean it's never mind a very weird thing with like the amazon world the amazonian world where there's like seven <laughs> like yeah uh, people yeah. of color like in the entire thing you're like uh, yeah. i will but, say i had a i had a 
a painfully awkward conversation with her at a Warner Brothers party at uh, once because I like I was we, we were doing the the press room for Batman the the um, Death of Superman animated movie, mm-hmm. and so I was talking to uh, Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine, and I was like, oh, I'm doing Krypton right after this, and she's like, oh man, I love Krypton. I was like, did you know that uh, the woman who plays Jane Azad is the one of one of the two Black Amazons from Wonder Woman? And Rebecca was just like, oh, my God, she's so good, blah, 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 blah. And so, like, I didn't have a chance to tell her at the press event. So later that night, I tried to, like, relate to her this compliment because, like, yeah. you know. But, like, at the same time, like, I was, like, four drinks in before I approached the Krypton people. And so I was just like, no, she said she liked the Black Amazon. And she's like, how do you know she's talking about me? There's another one. And I'm like, no, no, no. It, and I'm just like, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, remember exactly. the rest of the cover. Yeah, yeah. But it was just one of those, like... <laughs> I have such a good relationship with everybody from Krypton. Everybody on that show likes me. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the one time that I ever talked to. Um, and I've, of course I'm blanking on her name at the moment because it, it's been two years, but it's like the one time I ever talked to her socially. And I'm like, that was really unnecessarily <laughs> awkward. Yeah. 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 yeah, uh, yeah. And I still like, to this day, I want to be like, every time I think about it, I'm like, I want to be like, Anne. Here's what happened. Yes. I swear to God. <laughs> Let's like, explain the whole situation and make this more awkward. Exactly. Uh, because you probably completely <laughs> forgot about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, but that's part of uh, our lives where we just live in past memories and constantly try to rework everything. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, That's one of the very few times that's ever because I, I, I don't drink when I'm going to like press events because that stuff like that's going to happen. Uh, but that was like the end of the day at the Warner brothers party, which is where I'm most comfortable because I have a bunch of friends there. And like, even the fact that the Krypton people were there, the only reason I was talking to the Krypton people is because I like had a rap gift for the showrunner that I had had made before (laughs) I came to the show, you know? And so, uh, so I'm just, I think part of the reason I think about it all the time is because I have a Krypton tattoo. (laughs) And so it's like, Oh yeah, that cast is so awesome. Like the one really awkward. Um, I always compare it to like Conan O'Brien talks about how like when he's sitting out there doing his show back when there was real audiences, that like you can have ninety percent of the audience eating out of your hand, and like that one guy in row four who's scowling at you is going to be the 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 thing that you're focused on the whole night. Yeah. But um, but in any event, Anna Anna Agbomo uh, got a lot more screen time in this movie, uh, and and that's a good thing because I liked her in Krypton and I like her in this. Yeah. Uh, she and she, she, I think she probably got more screen time in this than she even did in the first Wonder Woman movie, because <laughs> like ultimately in the Wonder Woman they had so many Amazons they had to service, yeah. which is I think probably why she immediately was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" When I told her. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, but the um, the the other thing about that is that the Amazon uh, the Amazon scenes were so much better, mostly yeah. just because like it it gave them like and this like sounds like such a fan thing, but it really holds up for me as a, as an important thing. Like it gave them some measure of like dignity in the fight because yeah. like. When you cut the whole fucking thing for time, it becomes yeah. like this dude just comes just, in uh, and tears through them in down. 45 seconds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's that great slow motion scene where they're all pulling on him at the same time yeah. and like work. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's always like, cause I mean, one, one of the things I always 
fucking despised, and especially in like where it's just like, oh great, they're fighting individually this ma- this monster, and you're like, yeah. well, of course, Steppenwolf or whatever is going to kick the ass out of an individual uh, Amazonian, yeah. like. But, you know, this is one of the things that they know how to work together and do things. And it's like, well, if you don't have that, at least that one scene, even if it is like, you know, a bunch of, you know, basically a bunch of women trying to pull off this like huge guy, I guess. But like, it's, yeah. No, and I I agree. And like, it, it, there's a lot that was like, that played so much better in those scenes to me. Yeah. Um. And again, some of it is just like my personal like hangups of like, I don't think it was done that well the first time. Yeah. But uh, the other side of that is like, there's a reason I think that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, the fact, I mean, like it is, it is unfortunate because like you have like Ray Fisher, like everyone talked about basically like destroying his career, bad mouthing, like a big, big, you know, one of the biggest names in 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 hollywood at the time and you're like yeah yeah <laughs> all that stuff was filmed and it was there and yeah. uh it was possible it, without it, it also it's really funny because like it it makes me in in, in a way that i haven't been prior to now it yeah. makes me really curious about the uh like david ayer's cut of suicide squad yeah because <laughs> um they have like Jared Leto has said a bunch of times something to the effect of they shot so much fucking Joker and Harley that we could have had a Joker and Harley movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that was probably hyperbole. And then you yeah. look at how much fucking cyborg got cut and you're yeah. like, probably true. <laughs> they, yeah. Like if you cut out everything that wasn't cyborg centric in this movie, you yeah. probably still have 70 minutes of film. <laughs> like, yeah. You could do a directed DVD cyborg movie out of this if you really want. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I the the one person I was disappointed they didn't bring uh, in, and obviously they didn't bring him uh, bring her in. Uh, but I was hoping uh, that they were going to bring Christian uh, Christina Renan. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just not only because like we met her on the line uh, the uh, line for uh, Batman versus Superman, and she was just crazy nice (laughs) like it's so excited and so like enthusiastic and everything like that i follow her on instagram now and she's a she's a really great fucking uh filmmaker yeah Uh, she's like a tv show called the hicksters um and and, uh uh, and things like that but she's but like i was just like i just want that one scene with her in it so i can like go on twitter because like like (laughs) like i want my uh i want my like headcanon to be that she's like mcgann moore's the uh the white Martian from teen Titans. Yeah. Because it's like, she's the, she's like John Jones is like right hand woman all the time. She has a crush on an alien. Like, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Just make her the, you know, who did you, um, I'm trying to remember what, cause I mean, she's wearing a yellow. It's the funny thing is she actually has the, her, her, uh, uh profile on I, on, uh, IMDB, um, is from the, the Batman versus Superman yeah, line. Yeah. And so she's wearing that yellow dress and you made, uh, I'm trying to remember what character, uh, you brought up in that uh, when we were interviewing her, and she was like, "Yes, oh, that's right, that's right, see? Carol Ferris." Because, um, yeah. because Carol Ferris, which is Blake Lively's character from the Green Lantern movie, um, because yeah. she's like Captain Ferris or something, and I don't think we ever get a name for her, like a first name for her. Yeah, but because it was the first movie of the universe, everybody was like, there was a thing with Man of Steel where it was like every. 
every care every actor they were just like oh is this gonna be somebody yeah. um which carried through to like the jenny jerwich character who was supposed to be jenny olsen and in, in i think that was man of steel as well i don't think that was bvs um but uh they they originally they were going to gender swap Jen, Jimmy Olsen and have it be like a young female reporter who still is in the movie, but they digitally changed her ID to be not Olsen so that they so that they weren't because so many people were yeah. pissing and moaning about the Jimmy Olsen thing, and then like Jimmy, it, I will say it might be that or it might be because at that same time Supergirl launched and Jimmy Olsen was like a major character in it. Yeah. Um, and so it might have been just one of those like the thing that always happens to the Arrowverse might have happened in reverse where they were just like, no, like somebody's using this character. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I, uh, I did like one of the things that because I mean, it's funny because like one of my notes for um, uh, the theatrical cut was that um, uh, sh- um, uh, Wonder Woman, when she's first com- uh, confronting uh, uh, the brought back to life Superman. And she goes, Clark, no! And like the 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 uh, J- J- Jimmy Olsen's character, it, the cop is like right fucking there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you just that guy knows who that is. And in this cut, she goes, Kal El. She actually yeah. like no, goes she, the whole thing. Um, th- I think I think they still do both. Um, Kal El is what she says when he's got just before he heat visions everything. Yeah. But there's a Clark later because I remember thinking because Bat or no, you know what? I think you're right. I think it's not Wonder Woman in this cut. Batman says Clark. Oh, and then after Batman says Clark, Lois comes in and says Clark. And I'm just like, okay, so every cop here knows he's definitely Clark. Like, yeah they don't the know who the fuck clark is yeah. but they know it's definitely yeah well i mean i think it's a pretty quick if any cop wants to like spend two seconds and go yeah, yeah. wait who would lois lane be able to wait a minute <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> I'm, and... I'm taking out my glasses and putting them back on for podcast listeners um <laughs> um which still one of the very few things that i still can stomach from the lois and clark series is there's an episode with a time traveler uh, and he just has this monologue about how Lois Lane is remembered as the stupidest human being in history because she couldn't tell that her fiance was Superman with the glasses on, um, yeah. which doesn't apply to this universe where she immediately figured it out before she ever knew him. But yeah, it, yeah never mind the fact that like uh, it's you know, the fact that she's like doing home and garden stuff now or whatever she's doing. It's like, oh, God. I mean, I, I can see know, it. I, I don't mind it so much, mostly because one of the things that gets lost in this, because I, I thought about that for a minute, and I really like, especially because Lois is like being so well represented on Superman and Lois on TV. I, I had a moment of like, ooh, that's not a good look. But the thing that comes through in this movie a lot more than it does in the theatrical cut is that like, this is like five days after he died. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is like, the love of her life, who also, by the way, is the most important person in yeah. the world. Yeah. I, the, 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 the only thing that I can think of though, that like, I mean, cause I mean like within the real world, like even, even in the cutthroat evil fucking world yeah. that is newspaper journalism, that everyone's getting laid off and everything's mm-hmm. happening. I feel like she'd get like a couple months off. Yeah. Like, cause if or nothing at least, else, like, they know that of the, like, I mean, they know at least, her the love you know whatever just got murdered like because he's dead like yeah even if even if she wasn't going to out him as being superman that's like he's still 
buried in dirt or you know buried in rubble from the doomsday yeah. fight because that's the that's the only way you can explain clark away is that like yeah, yeah he got like he got he he's presumed dead after Never being buried because everything happened so far away and the entire town was evacuated but okay anyway i guess he's the journalist and he was there close i guess that's the excuse i don't know um I, but she's I, well, also I mean, potentially that... pregnant <laughs> yeah that's which is funny because that's a thing that was totally cut from the theatrical cut um yeah and and it's uh and again like that i that i think partly like the f- the futzing with the timeline it's like you can't futz with the timeline if she's pregnant because it means that like it couldn't have been that long ago that she was still having sex with superman yeah, or yeah. she's really dumb <laughs> yeah um also it's the the um which i'm deeply confused by the uh force majeure is the name of the pregnancy test yeah, which uh, I had to double check that I freeze both parties from liability or obligation when the extraordinary event or circumstances beyond the control of both parties, such as war, strike, riot, crime, epidemic, sudden legal changes or an event described uh, by the legal term act of God prevents one or both parties from fulfilling their obligations under the contract. But <laughs> but and this is where you go into the like the silliness that is some of Zack Snyder's approach yeah. to these things like. But he's Superman, so it's an act of God. That's that's yes, obviously that's the. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but and it's funny because like in in the theatrical cut, because they walk away and you can't really see what they're saying because their back is to you or at least their profiles to you, but you can see that Clark and and Bruce are still talking. And so in the theatrical cut, they had to loop in an ADR uh, after he says that he bought the farm yeah. he like they walk away and two steps afterwards bruce is like i have a problem with that kind of thing or something some like throwaway gag like that yeah and you're like i, I never really stuck out at me as being especially out of place it was just kind of an odd line it's like okay whatever like yeah. you're coming up with a bit of business while you're walking away fine but like in this one he walks away and says to clark like hey i hear congratulations are in order yeah and like they don't say it's because she's pregnant and you never see like a positive pregnancy you just see that there is a pregnancy test yeah, yeah. but like it's I, I think it's pretty clear because like yeah. what the fuck else is he congratulating him on like the only I mean, thing, he is the he only is thing the clark has done since coming back from the dead was literally the thing that bruce was doing with him yeah <laughs> but yeah he is the greatest world the world's greatest detective who i guess can't spend five minutes to help uh barry's dad yeah uh also can't you know, spend five also can't spend five minutes to help Barry, who's like yeah. working three jobs so that he can get some shitty job at a crime lab. It's like, can't Bruce just buy like a privately owned crime lab and be like, hey, Barry Allen's in charge now. How does he not have he has his own crime lab? It's in the basement. You'd be That's like, I'm, Barry, I'm hiring you. You're gonna be my assistant and you're gonna get paid a shit ton of money. And you know, I guess you don't have to get, you know, worry about, you know transportation or anything like that but you can now afford a car if you really want to <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is but that was one of the it was like obviously yes he could he could you know never mind the fact that so is that's established that at the end they're building the justice league um and i said this in both of me like they're building the justice league um like hall of justice <laughs> hall of justice in bruce's mansion yeah yeah a little like somebody it might is. Know- it is, but I think it was just one of those things where, um, because they 
because they had the thing in BVS where to show how completely he divorced himself from his old life when Robin died, it's like he's not even living in the mansion and he's living in that like weird like guest house out on the out on the pond. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was just one of those like, hey, this gives us something cool to do with Wayne Manor and we don't have to just do the well, I'm going to rebuild it because I will say like saying okay, we're going to make it the Hall of Justice at least gives you some gravitas to the, like, we're going to rebuild it scene. Because it's like, if he went in there and was like, you know what, Alfred, it's time to move back in. It's like, who fucking cares? You're a billionaire who allowed it to fall into disrepair. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, was your yeah. own choice and your own problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I feel like maybe that's what they were going for was just like, Oh, if we make it the hall of justice, like there's some gravitas to the, yeah. to the moment where he moves back into the manor. Cause I mean uh, like that, that's always like, obviously with the cartoons and stuff like that, that was always the bit where it was just like, he's financing the whole thing. And, and, it, and that I always enjoyed because it's also and or green arrow because green arrow yeah. is also a billionaire. <laughs> uh, but it's always like fun because it's, but it's always fun because it's like you like in this world, wonder woman's working a job for some reason. And you're yeah. like, don't you have, time i mean like superman at least he like he wants to have an actual real life and if you want to have a real human life like you have to have a job of some kind otherwise like especially in a lot of our you know in a lot of superman arcs lois doesn't know whatever or just like you have to exist in in society you have to exist in a society um (laughs) which thank god it wasn't in the cut thing no but <laughs> although I will say that that whole I've never been especially fond of the nightmare sequences. Um yeah. nightmare with a K. Um but and so like I was never fond of them during BVS and they pay it off a little bit here because it was like he has the thing where he's like Barry Allen was here and blah 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 and it, it helps set up the time travel element later. Yeah. So I can kind of live with the ones in BVS. But the one at the end of this, it's just like, it feels so unnecessary. Uh, partly because I never liked them, especially. Partly because I'm tired of seeing, like, murder Superman. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about, like, Superman who kills sometimes when needed or accidentally while doing hero stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the, like, fucking injustice gods among us, like, murder yeah. Superman. I'm just tired of it. Um, I, but, just, like, if you're going to have a different Superman, fucking do Bizarro or get the fuck out. That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, Bizarro Superman or nothing like, else. <laughs> there's like four million kinds of like evil Superman stories you can do yeah. without. And I mean, the other thing is, I will say, I most of the Snyder cut, I thought he communicates his narrative very clear. Like one of the things I keep telling people, like even if you, even if you didn't like BVS but you liked Man of Steel, watch this movie because like narratively it is much more coherent than bvs like i like bvs but i still acknowledge there's like leaps of logic you have to take to make the movie work yeah whereas this movie like it's very clear Mm -hmm. um and and one of the few bits of visual storytelling that does not click in this movie is in the nightmare sequence when you see why superman like snaps yeah like you see that lois died and then he loses it and then, like, Darkseid just comes up and puts a hand on his shoulder, and he gets, like, evil eyes. And it's like, okay, so, like, Darkseid giving him, like, consolation for two seconds is enough for him to turn to the dark side. But it's, no, it's literally, like, it's because the implication is supposed to be that, like, Darkseid is using the anti-life equation, which is this thing that basically allows him to control people. Yeah. Um, But, like, 
that doesn't come across. No, it does not. <laughs> and so like, if you're me and you've read a million comic books, you can see that sequence and know what's going on. Yeah. But it wasn't communicated clearly enough that like, I saw a bunch of people on me. Twitter be like, I'm so sick of Lois. Lois dies and he's evil. Like he's fucking stronger than that. And it's like, well, yeah, he is, but that's also not what's not what you're seeing on the screen. But at the same time, in this instance, I'm going to go ahead and agree with them and say yeah. that was not clear. That looked like that's what you were seeing on screen. I I definitely don't like I personally would like I wouldn't mind having a whole film that's like that. Um, and uh, but I don't think that that's I like that whole sequence is completely and literally unnecessary and actually takes yeah. away dramatically from the film. Yeah. And it, it's almost it's almost like. The end but, was yeah. so strong, especially like uh, replacing Lois's like really flowery column that doesn't sound like any journalism that would ever happen with the thing from uh, from Vic's dad. Yeah. Like that made that closing monologue so much more powerful, which is funny because I actually liked the closing monologue, even though it was like stupid movie journalism. Yeah. Like I liked <laughs> the look up in the sky monologue that Lois did in the theatrical cut. Yeah. But like you watch this and it's like, this is so much better and more powerful and more thematically consistent with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like to have it be Vic's dad. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, I kind of feel like the whole, uh, I don't think there's anything in the, uh, epilogue that I especially liked. Um, I didn't, it's funny. I didn't like the Whedon version of the Deathstroke Lex Luthor scene because I thought it was too campy and too kind of on the nose of like, we're going to start a bad guy team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also didn't like this one because like with no Ben Affleck Batman movie coming and no direct sequel to this movie coming, yeah. like the idea of having of putting it out there that it's like, he's Bruce Stupid. Wayne. Have fun yeah. with that. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like you like put that out into the supervillain community for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, and, it's, 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 there's a, there's a, it's funny. There's a, a family guy or not family guy. I'm sorry. American dad thing where he, uh, the Roger, the alien plays this character where uh, her, her, her entire arc um, is basically flying, uh, flying to go to Bermuda or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she's going to throw off her pretend, obviously pretend because Roger, it's an alien. He's pretending yeah. everything alien. And he talks about like, Oh, you would have loved this. This is exactly what you wanted. And then like puts the ashes out and you're like, and you're like, why did you molest all those children? And he, and, and he just laughs. Then Roger laughs to himself and goes, Oh, why can't I have, why can't I let things be nice? And like, that's kind of like how I felt that ending was where it was yeah. just like, this is a great wrap up. Zack Snyder knows he's not getting anything, getting another film out of the, you know, film. Yeah. There's like, un unfortunately, if this, even if this film was widely re well received, like one in a one awards was whatever the version of a blockbuster was yeah, financially yeah. for HBO Max. All of those things happened. I don't see that Warner Brothers is like, yeah. Um, we're gonna say fuck everything that we're doing right now. Which yeah, is, and dig back into this. Know. But yeah. um, and and go I mean, back into this. But and I will say, like, as much as the the Deathstroke scene was kind of dirt in your eye, yeah. from all the emotionality and all the the like, they shot that years ago. Yeah. And when they shot that, they didn't know that Ben Affleck's Batman movie wasn't gonna happen. And so I could even kind of justify having that scene. 
be a post credit yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, but like actually post credits, not in the epilogue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the nightmare sequence didn't do anything for me. And I kind of felt like it really, I agree with you. It totally steals from the emotion of the end of the actual movie that we tack this thing on. That's like 15 minutes of setup for a movie. That's yeah. not going to happen. Also, where all the characters are really bad. He's he really is. just not good. As the Joker. I, I will say everybody, <laughs> all the, all of the predictable people were upset because Batman said that he's going to fucking kill the Joker. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, no, I'm fine with that. Like, that's the one part of that whole scene that I'm kind of yeah, fine with. Yeah. Uh, per- partly because, like, I fucking hate the Joker. And, yeah. you know, but also partly, like, I like the idea that, like, if you're in this post-apocalyptic world yeah. where everybody's dead, yeah. then, like, I like the idea that this version of Harley that we've seen in these movies, her yeah. last words to Batman are, yeah. when you kill him, make him suffer. Yeah. Like. I, I like the idea that, like, this version of Harley, that is her, like, her last thoughts yeah. are, like, fuck the Joker. Yeah, um, which is and- which is nice, because, like, her becoming another, like, DC, where it's, like, complicated, why can't you just have a female character in the DC world that, I mean, obviously Marvel has its problems, but, like, why can't you have a female, a, a superhero that is a woman that isn't, like, beholden to either the ghost of a man or a man who has very clear mental health issues yeah. <laughs> and is very clearly just manipulating you and keeping you anyway. But it's just one of those like, ah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, that that's one of the things like, uh, again, on rewatch, I wasn't as excited about, uh, birds of prey. I might, I, I got to try to watch that again on my own. I watched it with my wife and her mom and the face cutting scene. Everybody in the room was just lost at that point. Like, there was no coming back from it. So I think, like, at the end, they were like, fuck this movie. And I'm like, I don't know if you actually wouldn't have liked this movie if I had, like, trimmed a couple scenes out and put it on DVD, you know? Yeah, um, yeah no, no I've, I've rewatched it at least one and a half more times. And because I keep wanting to like it and I just go, it's just not like, I don't know. Like, I, it, I, I hate the payoff at the end or the mm-hmm. lack of payoff at the end and um like it, it's one of those bad things where you're like i like everyone else ex- everyone else in this film except for the main character like yeah, if, yeah. If, if it was harley if harley quinn wasn't in that film i think i would genuinely love that film yeah <laughs> never mind because it's rosie perez and you got like i mean like i just anytime rosie perez is punching somebody in the face I, I i i enjoy that film um there has been at least a couple films that she's done that yeah. but um <laughs> Um, I think she punches Spike Lee in the face, and uh, um, <laughs> anyway, but, uh, so, but uh, this is this it, is it. it I, I I I forgot to. I got followed on Twitter by Kathy Yan, the director of Birds of Prey, the other day, um, yeah. and it was like literally I, I I had like subtweeted a bunch of people who were being pain in the ass about the Snyder cut, and I, like my my comment was literally just like, "There's literally not a movie." so bad that I'd still be bitching about it and harassing people on Twitter for liking it three years later. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the, the director of birds of prey liked that and then followed me on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> it, it, it really, it's interesting to me because I feel like it really is one of those, like it, for all of Snyder's faults, um, he clearly still, appeals to like the people who worked with him 
like yeah. still fucking love the guy. You yeah. know, it's one of the things I think that pisses. I think like especially because he has he's a to say the least a complicated <laughs> person yeah. who is still currently making Fountainhead and you know and uh, well he's not at the moment because he's acknowledged well, that it's a bad idea. <laughs> okay, good. But still, he, like he literally what, it, what he said. What he said. I will say this. What he said was um, basically he said Donald Trump was a disaster, and so there needs to be a a saner country and a more liberal government before the fountainhead is is meaningful as commentary. Uh, that that sounds Which, like recognizing that the fountainhead is problematic, but also and, saying but also really still wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> And that's um, why I'm like, I'm giving him this much credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I still don't give him any credit for that. But <laughs> as a person who's read Anne Rand's diaries, yeah, fuck her and anyone who likes her. Um, but um, it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 problematic because like I I I I he most of the people that are like like whether it be. Mel Gibson or, you know, I mean, most of the director, actor, whatever people who are like complete asshole, like politically not great. And their fan base is not always great either. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, like we have to recognize and like, I only recognize that the, the Snyder cut, a lot of the Snyder cut or some of the, at least some of the Snyder cut, the loudest people of the Snyder yeah. cut fan base were, are fucking vile um, yeah. and were really terrible. And that's one of the reasons why people like lots and lots of people, especially uh, female entertainment journalists um, are like, fuck, I could give a fucking rat's ass about this film. And I go, I completely and totally understand you. And you are 100% correct. I'm not giving a shit about this because like I could give a rat's ass. Like whenever Mel Gibson raises enough money to do the yeah, next yeah. Apocalypto or whatever his like passion project type thing is or Passion of the Christ part two electric boogaloo. Um, he like, I will be the same way. I'll be like, fuck that. I don't give a shit about it. It's garbage, whatever. Fuck yeah. him. Um, never mind. I do actually kind of want to, I want to try to figure out how to not to pay for his, um, uh, revenge, uh, um, Santa film. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Um, I'm bummed about this because, uh, it's a Paramount movie. And yeah. so I thought because CBS used to send us like early in the pandemic when it was like, when you were doing things for people, um, corporate used to send us like weekly, like here's three movie codes. Yeah. Um, for things that you probably don't own that we own in our Paramount Live. And so like they sent me, you know, Top Gun and Coming to America because they're making sequels to those. They sent me like and it was just it's usually it was like a mishmash of like some of them are new releases, some of them are really old stuff. Um a lot of it is like just the greatest hits of Paramount. Yeah. But like so they sent me all these things and I, I just remember thinking like it's Christmas time. They should just send us the fucking Santa movie. Yeah. Uh so that I don't have to pay for a Mel Gibson yeah. film. <laughs> Uh, but they didn't. Uh, they did send me something at Christmas, but I can't remember what it was. And it was like some like 2005 ish kind of like, like elf kind of movie. It wasn't elf cause elf's not paramount, yeah. but like it was that kind of like, Oh, it's like a latter day Christmas staple. It's kind of a cool thing that they sent that to us. Uh, yeah. maybe Scrooge, but I feel like even Scrooge is too old. Um, <laughs> it's, it's sad because like, I actually enjoy like some of his like lesser films, uh, yeah. The um, the the film where he gets locked. In, oh my god, it's actually I really enjoy that film. Uh, we replace uh, he gets locked in a Mexican jail and oh, uh, get the gringo. Uh, yeah, get the gringo. Like, but um, 
which is always weird because I always feel like those films are like subconsciously going, I'm not a racist because look at I'm I'm in a film with Mexicans and my and yeah. my film is whatever. But but anyway, no, he's I don't know if he's racist. He's anti-Semitic. We know that. But yeah. um <laughs> but uh but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that anymore. So but uh I don't know. I should probably go to yeah. sleep. So we should probably do the do we have any final thoughts? Um Um Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that, um, yeah, are we going back to doing, we should go back to doing numbers again. We used to do this, but, yeah. uh, but uh, like I, uh, if you have, if you didn't like the first one, but like liked, especially if you even vaguely liked any of the other ones or yeah, were okay yeah. with the, with uh, Snyder's other films, then you mm-hmm. should watch this and definitely feel no problem being like, this is a three four hour superhero well, movie. Let me break it. Yeah, and, and like, and like, what, somebody should actually put out the the time codes of when the the breaks of the chapters are. I will say, I, if you're on HBO Max, um, yeah. before you go into full screen, when you're just looking at it before you hit full screen, um, yeah. there's little diamonds on the timeline that yeah. show you when the chapter breaks are, and you can just hover over the diamond, and it'll tell you where the time code is. Yeah. So I, I'm sure somebody has a tweet for it, but if you're gonna watch the movie, um. I assume you're watching it legally on HBO Max, and so therefore you can do that. If yeah. you're watching a bootleg, which does exist out there, then like I got nothing for you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean I I definitely recommend it. It's fun. I mean, again, yeah. like after the app, uh, the moment you start seeing like the end part, when unless you're really fascinated of how bad that scene is, just just turn it yeah, off. I mean, I, it's. I think I wouldn't fine. even say it's like that bad, but I do feel like the, the 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 nightmare stuff never did anything for me to begin with. And this isn't nearly as interesting as the nightmare stuff from Batman Superman. I, I, I like the nightmare stuff and like I want a whole film that's the nightmare stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, I just despise like Jared Leto's Joker was bad to begin with, but yeah. at least within the context of uh, Harley Quinn, like at least within the context of that film, right. it was Suicide Squad. It was fine. Like because he was a not he wasn't even a sidekick; he was a tertiary character to, yeah. to a large extent and he was like it was complicated and you had to like kind of concentrated summary you don't have the time of building an arc at all or anything like yeah. that like even when you did with dark knight um but like this is just him like it feels like it's him improving as the joker mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes and i know it's not 20 minute scene like no it just it's like eight minutes so but like, it's like an eight minute scene and only about a minute and a half of it is joker but it yeah. does it feels really long because oh. it's not very good and well, like, there's also a lot of just them looking at each it's like we're gonna do art here and yeah yeah long and it's like the rest of the film it definitely feels like we're gonna do art here but it doesn't feel long because yeah no i agree it like it's like we're gonna slow it down for a minute and come back up even the like, slow motion is... stuff or the like the landscape shots like these the way he holds for like seven seconds on some pretty thing like it doesn't feel as indulgent as it otherwise might in most of the movie. But there's bits where it does. And certainly the, the, the coda is a bit where it really does. Um, I also one really weird thing. I want to know there's a couple of spots where things have been digitally recolored yeah. and I don't know whether they were recolored for the Snyder cut or, and so that we're seeing the real version of the wardrobe in Whedon's theatrical cut or whether it was recolored for the Whedon cut. And it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene uh, and they're both at the very end of the movie. Uh, one of them is Lex and 
Deathstroke. Yeah. The the suit that he's wearing looks very similar to the one he's wearing in the theatrical cut, except it's like navy blue. Yeah. And there's no flower in his pocket. It's just like a handkerchief. Yeah. And the reason that's relevant is because the green sport coat with that same pattern and the flower in it was an obvious it's it's the wardrobe that gene hackman wore in superman one yeah and so like it's an obvious like nod yeah gratuitous call like nod slash callback and uh similarly in the scene where they're looking at the uh hall of justice thing that we were talking Mm -hmm. about Wonder Woman is wearing in the, the theatrical cut this like red and black like suit jacket. Yeah. And in the Snyder cut, it's black and gray. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the same. It's clearly the same clothes. Somebody just digitally recolored it somewhere along the way. Yeah. And like, my gut is that it was recolored by Whedon to be like, okay, well, I want her to have a a piece of wardrobe that isn't black and a piece of wardrobe that evokes her like superhero colors. Yeah. 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 Um, and Snyder was just like, but no, this is like a flirtatious scene between her and Batman. I want her to be like in black because it's her and Batman, you know? Um, but I also think there's a distinct possibility that it was always red and that only after everything happened was Snyder like, fuck it. I want everything. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I really, I, the fact that they're shooting, a, or the fact that they, they're making a black and white version of this, really, yeah. I feel like it's just intentionally trolling the people who, who are always bitching about his movies being so desaturated. <laughs> and so then it just, it opens up the possibility to me that he digitally recolored some things just to be a dick. Like, <laughs> I like that that's a whole, like, if we, there's something I always wonder, like, if we had this level of knowledge and, like, this level of conversation like we had so many t- people talking about the film and so many people from the set whispering things about the film yeah. and so many entertainment journalism analysts like about like I don't know fucking Fellini or some shit yeah like we'd just be like oh no he did this because like fuck all the people that were talking yeah fuck yeah. Jan- like fuck uh, Pauline Keel like this is a particular oh my god this is a particular just a fuck you to Pauline Keel because she said in the last film yeah <laughs> she didn't like like I actually wonder whether there's things like that in those films because I mean like there's nobody more petty than like an auteur director like yeah. <laughs> you know and <laughs> no i totally I, agree. I just love that idea that there's like just there's like all of these like little like little uh um <laughs> easter eggs yeah. in in all of these old films like i mean there's probably a million i mean there's we know that there's a million in oh, uh, yeah. citizen kane but like but like just like fuck yous to like other directors or whatever like that we'll never know because there's no commentary track and there yeah. wasn't like junkets where you had i mean 75 that's... journalists asking like petite like tiny little yeah. questions <laughs> that's so much of my that's so much of why i'm doing the josie book yes. like because it's just like if that movie came out 10 years later like we would know all the shit that i i had to ask you yeah. know yeah um uh, my final thoughts on the movie is very similar to yours. I, I do think, like, yeah, watch this movie. I think it's really good. I think it's it's a $300 million auteur art film, which is a, an absurd thing for it to be. But, like, given... About superheroes, the, yes. Yeah, about superheroes. But given the, the, the track that it took to get here, that seems like a weirdly reasonable thing for it to be. Yeah. Um, but I also think that... Uh, 
it's it's a movie that is like it, it's not going to be for everybody because Snyder's aesthetic is not for everybody. Um, I've been surprised actually by some of the people who have liked it. Uh, there's yeah. there's there's two guys in particular who like are artists in the comics field or adjacent to comics who I really like. I like their work. I respect their their opinions on most things, but they're just relentlessly bitchy about Snyder movies. And I'm just like, it's been four years since one was shot, man. Just knock it off. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. one of the two uh, watched it today and bitched about it. And the other of the two watched it like yesterday and came away with like, holy shit, I actually like this movie. Yeah. Um, and so I will say that like, I, I think it's worth at least taking a look at. Yeah. Even if you don't think that you'll like it, but you're vaguely interested because like, I think there's been surprisingly large number of people who, uh, you know, who, who actually have liked the movie. Um, yeah. sorry, I got distracted because I, I got a notification on Twitter. The, that, uh, somebody said, I love that Batwoman recanonized shark repellent as something carried in the utility belt. Uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently tonight's Batwoman had bat shark repellent in it. Um, That's uh, but yeah, I, 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 there are scenes in here that I could do without. And there's like bits of this that I'm like, oh, okay, this was super indulgent. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, like, I thought it was really well done and I honestly don't like even the stuff that didn't work for me or that I thought was indulgent. I was like, this isn't bad enough to like be disqualifying for an otherwise really good movie. Yeah. Like if I'm going to give it a number, I, I like 8.5 out of 10. Like I I'm not, it's not like my favorite movie of the year or anything, but like, I mean, it might be so far this year cause there's no movies, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, I would say eight out of 10. Um, I, I don't, I, there's no, that, that just comes down to like, if this was a TV show and it was shot as a mini series and like an hour longer that you just yeah. got to like actually spend some time, it would probably be really, really great. Uh, yeah. But it's just like the format, which, you know, again, it's like to, to an extent, like Whedon's version uh, versus this one, obviously this one's much, much better. Um, I I'll rewatch this or put it on in the background at least yeah, yeah. as opposed to Whedon's version. I'll never watch again. Now that this is available, that version basically doesn't, it's yeah, kind of like it's... the directors, all of, all of Snyder's director's cuts for that, yeah. for that matter, where it's just like, yeah, no, I don't know why you'd ever watch any yeah. of the other ones. That um, was especially true for Batman Superman, where yeah. it was just like, Oh, giant chunks of narrative makes sense now that yeah. before you had to like make an educated guess about how they worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, this so is great. That, I mean, like, you can not know. I mean, obviously, these are like, it's kind of almost hard to not know these characters at this point to some level. The fly, yeah. maybe Cyborg. And that's a good thing, too, is that, like, Cyborg in the original one is a character nobody fucking knows. You yeah. know, I mean, nobody knows who he is because there's no TV show. There's no, there's obviously there's like the, the cartoons and stuff like that that are around. Yeah. And um, I mean, but like, he actually, not, he, believe it or not, he is on, there are two different versions of him on two different TV shows um, right now. Because uh, there's one on, uh, I think there's one on Titans. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely one on uh, uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah. Uh, and Doom Patrol is funny because, like, they constantly reference back to when he used to be in the Justice League. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, in any event, it, even if both of those shows have him, 
like the there's so like true. seven yeah. people watching those on it's not even the arrow or you know it's not even like if it, yeah it's was, not even arrowverse where it's arrowverse. like okay well it's on a free cable now or it's on a free but, broadcast but then like my mom like one of those things where i'm like my mom i'm pretty sure knows who the flash is batman is superman is wonder woman is i know that i know at least three out of four of those that yeah yeah he knows that the flash exists like yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but like cyborg even if like, she's gonna say he's flash gordon yeah that my aunt may say but not no yeah <laughs> that was a thing that for years until the grant gustin show started i would say the flash and like people who aren't in comics would be like flash gordon no not the same there's yes. there's but yes um all right. Uh, anyway, I'm going to wrap up because I want to be in bed in 10 minutes. So <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video. And always remember to rewind your cassettes, even if it's this big-ass two-tape set of Justice League that I'm making.